I want to welcome everybody back today. On this one, we've got a really good bunch of stuff that we want to go into today on the seven rings. The so seven golden rings today, um, class number four. So uh, we've got uh, here Ragnar back with us. Um, Abednego, you in there somewhere, I see? Yep, there you are. Yep. Okay. And uh, again, seven golden rings, class number four. This one, um, on this particular one now, um, this one is about keep bread on the table, okay? And I just want to preface this with a little bit here um, that we probably need to review a little bit, but not much. Um, on this one, remember, uh, copyrighted 2020, Positive Masculinity Crusade. Um, there's a couple things that I just want to get into about this and what this all means. Um, keep bread on the table, okay? And I know we went into last week pretty heavily on uh, keep the bears away. So this is a two-part deal, really, that we're getting into. And it's all based on this thing, what we call hypergamy. And we're going to get into that in a second. Because a lot of that has to do with some of the content we brought up last time on the sexual market value. So I want to get into that and uh, really start to dig into the other side of all of that um, today. And so I think as we go here, uh, you know, probably Ragnar, uh, I want you to get started off on this and I'll update a few things here on the system while we're, while we're doing that. I'll put a few notes up and get ready for some things, some housekeeping items. But again, seven golden rings, class number four, keep bread on the table. I want to start with just saying a few things here um, about what this all is about and why we're even, why this is even part of this thing. And uh, on class number four here, there's this overlying principle that we're going into here, okay? And what we're really doing here is talking about hypergamy, okay? And I just want to, again, put an overarching emphasis on what this is all about. There's really two parts of this. And we went into one part last time. Okay, that's your sexual attraction side. Sexual attraction, okay. Now for us in our own vernacular, okay, keep the bears away. That's what we, that's what we refer to this stuff. Okay, keep the bears away, okay. And this security side here, really works on that as far as the sexual attraction side, but then there's a provider side on this, okay? So that's the second part of this hypergamy side, okay? The, the provider side on this, and that's why we call it bread on the table. Keep your bread on the table. Provider, okay? Keep your bread on the table. And um, this whole thing now, and we're gonna, you're gonna hear these terms, I wanna get them up front before we get started because you're going to hear this today and you're going to hear this as long as we do this class, but we really haven't, you know, we haven't been able to dive into this like we wanted to really as far as hypergamy and the two sides of it and how this is all based on this whole thing, really, this whole thing here, it's all based on doubt. Okay. And, um, based on doubt in the female mind, but the men are responsible for this. And so when we talk about hypergamy, Ragnar, if you can give us kind of just um, a few minutes uh, intro on what this is and how this kind of works in relationships. Again, we're talking about relationships um, as a whole here. Um, and as we get into class number four, we've gone into a lot of different things, guys, um, over the other three classes. And it's a seven-part series here. Uh, it's a lot of fun for us, but we're trying to help guys 
in awareness on their relationships. And this idea about hypergamy keeps coming up because of the way females view things, okay? And guys aren't aware about this. Ragnar, tell us on hypergamy side, what does this mean to you? And um, what, what, do, what do guys keep doing to get in trouble with this concept? Well, women have it wired in their subconscious or in their lizard brain, basically, that they always need to have the man in their life needs to be of higher, higher perceived value by them than their own value. And so and nowadays, most, a lot of women have college degrees. They have their own incomes. They're financially independent from men. Um, and even though logically that's the case, and she can see that on paper, She's still, for her to be attracted to some man, some man, she still needs to perceive him. Whether it's reality or not, the perception has to be in her mind that he is of higher value than her. So even if she's the president of the United States and a multi-billionaire, she has to perceive that her mate is above her. And so and for her to be sexually attracted to him. And where the problem is for a lot of women today, because of the You Go Girl movement, is they have you know, advanced college degrees, they're making six-figure incomes, they're at a high executive vice president position in the company uh, or a professional of some kind. And because of hypergamy, they, they need a guy of higher value. And that market obviously is a lot smaller than it would be if she were working, uh, say, a job like in the 1950s or something like that, which we're not trying to say that that's what a woman needs to do. But back then, because of her programming and the hypergamine in her brain, she had a wider selection of men to choose from. Well, now, if she's much more advanced in her income and, and education, uh, the only person that she's going to be interested in is somebody that has a higher income and a higher education than herself. That makes sense? It really does. And I think one of the things that, you know, I want to go back and focus on there, you said perceived value. Okay. Um, hypergamy. Women need a guy who has a perceived value, a couple points higher than, than than she is. Okay. Now let me let me drill down. Stay with me on this, Ragnar, if you would, just a little bit. We we talked about last time. Okay. Um, this sexual market value. I'm gonna just call it here, abbreviated, right? SMV. Will that work for you guys? Sexual oh, yeah. market value on this. Okay. So what we've got here. It's the same chart that we've used many times. We have females here, right? Uh, we have males here. Each of them bring different things to the table on this. Okay. And you can, a lot of times it works if you just talk about your zero to 10 scale. That's fine. But somewhere in here, okay, a woman wants, you got to be a plus two somewhere. Okay. Now, let me go back to that, Ragnar. As, as we talk about some of these things, what are some kind of th things that men can differentiate to make sure they have that plus two working on their side of that? Uh, what's some common stuff we're looking at on here? Well, um, you know, basic stuff is, is fitness. There you go. And uh, personality. Yeah. Uh, we've discussed in a previous uh, episode here about changing, changing emotional states or flipping switches. The people yeah. being socially dominant. Uh, so when you're when you're and when you're fit and socially dominant, for her lizard brain that that shows that you can protect her. You can you can if you if you're socially dominant, that means you probably have access to resources. You know, yeah. you know her, on her on her 
primal brain. Uh, even if she's a billionaire, you know, because you can work a room and you can open up people and open up sets and get conversations going uh, and influence people, then it makes her feel safe and protected. So um, that's an example of that. You know, go back here again. Um, so when you said, well, it makes her feel safe. Let, let's go back and look at what we're talking about here. This here, okay, um, there's a couple things here. When we look at this two-sided coin, really, okay, of hypergamy. So you, you've got to be able to meet both of these on this thing. Okay, now, when we, when we have talked about this before, we've gone here um, a lot of times, okay, and I'm just going to put this up again. When we talk about being a compassionate alpha, Okay. Abednego, you with us here on all this so far, right? Oh, yeah. Um, we have this place in here, this golden rule of compassionate alpha. Women are looking for a guy two-thirds. Two-thirds alpha, one-third beta is what we're looking at here. Okay. And so when you look at this hypergamy issue, that's what we're, that's what we're kind of struggling with on some of this because the female mind works like this. Okay, she wants that sexual attraction. She wants that energy. She wants this feels part of the thing, but she also wants provider side. She doesn't want to have to worry about where all the meals are coming from. She doesn't want to have to worry about is she going to be safe in these things. So a combination of those, okay, keep the bears away. Put bread on the table, okay. This is in her mind anyway. It's keeping all this stuff in order. If you can look at and imagine this on your compassionate alpha, on that definition that we've defined and spent some time on, two-thirds alpha, and then on the beta side, one-third. So there's some of this, and what I'm going to go back to here is that when I said, okay, this is all right here based on doubt. What does that mean to you when we look at that, Abednego? It's all based on doubt, okay, and, and it's, it's the same thing that gets all these guys in trouble all the time, Okay. Based on doubt, what, what does that mean to you? How, do, how does this work? Because guys keep getting into trouble over and over. We see the same patterns all the time. Okay. And yeah. what's creating this doubt there, buddy? For me, for me, it's where she doesn't trust anymore uh, that, you can, that you can pull it off, whether that's keep the bears away or whether that's, you know, keep the bread on the table. Um, and she's driven by security. She needs to feel secure. You know, if you go back to um, to creation, Adam's job was to tend the garden and everything in it. He was he was to take care of everything. Um, that's keeping bears away. That's keeping bread on the table. That's doing the whole show. And he fails, and and so goes mankind. And now we're we're uh, suffering all along through that. But as he fails. And providing the security, that's why she's having these off conversations with, uh, with the serpent. And, and so to me, it really comes back to this. Um, does, does she trust that you can provide the security for her that she needs? Um, and if you can't, then, then you're, uh, you're, you're going to be in trouble. You know, I, I was thinking about the uh, hypergamy aspect as as far as she's always looking for someone higher and and you get a little pushback on that from the christian realm um and you know rightfully so as as christians you're supposed to stay with the one that you've chosen and you know but there's things as guys that we can do uh the one thing i always hear is that 
you know, the guy's like, well, she will, but she's not very enthusiastic about it. And, uh, you know, you want, you want that enthusiasm. And so, you know, if you think about it from a Christian standpoint, there's always been laws and rules about infidelity, about stepping out, about divorce, uh, anything. Um, it's always been looked on. If, if, uh, if someone cheated, stoning to death was, was the, uh, prescribed course of action. Um, you know, nowadays it's very accepted in our culture, uh, to do those kind of things, uh, no fault divorce, um, things like that. Uh, the stigma, the stigma of that kind of thing is gone. And so guys, if you're listening to this, you've got to be very aware of this hypergamy issue, uh, because it is a real deal. You can't just say, well, I'm a Christian, so I'm protected forever. Uh, it just, in today's day, it doesn't work that way. And so this stuff about keeping bears away, about keeping bread on the table are things that you need to do um, if you want to make sure that she's secure and that you're somewhat secure in this relationship and that she's enthusiastic. Well, you know, I think, I think this is a, there's a fine line here and I'm going to go back a bend to go. You're right. And I, what I really think, on that Abednego is that it's it's a first of all it's really easy to confuse some of this stuff because most guys have never heard about this okay when, when guys get this product and they look at this for the first time and we're using different kinds of words too many syllables too much stuff I don't know what's going on man I'm just trying to get a babe here that's all they're thinking okay when we talk about the number one need for men to be to have sex the number one need for women on this side for security so now we're talking about hypergamy this concept with different things here i'm gonna go back to you ragnar on this because when we're talking about one-third two-third one-third beta two-thirds alpha okay sometimes you know i'm looking at this thing i'm driving down the road trying to put this all together ragnar which which kind of behaviors fall into what categories here because sometimes you know, uh, Abednego, you just got into this a little bit, okay? We all want an enthusiastic sex partner. That's what guys want, okay? And so we're talking about, and we're going to get into this in a little bit more in a couple weeks, so I don't really want to get into, I mean, we can get into anything, it's, you know, like we've always done. But on the sexy time topics, feel free to jump in there, but we're going to dedicate a whole different class to that in uh, class number six. So we'll hit a lot of that, but again, don't be afraid to jump into that now. But when you talk about enthusiasm, enthusiastic sex partner, when you talk about keeping the bears away, some of these categories on here, Ragnar, you know, I, I want to make sure that the guys understand um, because we all somewhere are trying to put this together on these two things. Is it, does it belong over here? Uh, keep the bears away? Is that the sexual trait? What kind of behaviors um, are we trying to get involved in here, Ragnar? Uh, and they might fall into sexual attraction side or provider side. How do we know which categories that those behaviors go in? Uh, what's a quick take on that? Well, I think when you're, when you're first starting to learn them, it's important to have two separate categories. Sure. But one, once you have a basic concept of those two categories, then you need to blend them very quickly. Okay. Because there is no delineation. It's, it's, it's all one. It's like the yin and yang symbol. It's, it's all or a quarter. It's, it's, 
You know, you, you can't lift up one side of the quarter without the other side. So it's, it's, it, there, it's a constant back and forth, back and forth. With the emphasis, two-thirds of the emphasis on the, the alpha traits, you know, the warrior traits, and, and a third on the monk or the softer beta skills and beta traits. But it's not, okay, today's beta, you know, up until noon I'm going to be a beta, and then from noon to five I'm going to be alpha, and then beta beta till about eight, and then I'm going to swing into alpha before bed. It, it's, it's a constant ebb and flow of that energy. And it needs yeah. to become an it needs to become an unconscious competence, yeah. and so and so it's nice to keep those separate, just until you understand the concept, and then it the entire two thirds one third ratio needs to become a flowing. You know, there may be a moment. I mean, there may be a death in the family or something like that where you have to be a little you know push the beta beta pedal down a little bit there for a day or so. You know. Yeah. Um, and there may be another time where. You know, I was out. I was out too last night. We had live music, and there was a couple people that were pretty drunk. And, and I actually, uh, my gal was there, and one guy came by, and I actually had to put a boundary down last night about ten o'clock. And he showed me his belly and went on. But you know, he was a decent guy. He was just really drunk, and uh, but he was kind of bumping into our our space and and had to take care of it, you know. And then as soon as that happened, she immediately turned around and gave me a big kiss. There you go. You know, after the guy left. You know, sure. Because that just tickled. It just hit her prime. Her primal brain was hit. Yeah. And yeah. So she felt protected. You know. And so and 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 it wasn't an event. It was just it was it happened in ten seconds. Yeah. Um. And everybody there at the table knew what happened. And she turned around immediately and gave me a big kiss and he moved on. You know? Yeah. And that was it. So that but it's that free flow back and forth. And then I went back into enjoying the music. You know, I went back into my more beta, having a good time, music. You know, whatever. Yeah, I, I had to, but I had to slide into that for a second, and then sure. slide back out of it. Well, I think you know, and so some of those, you've got to be ready for different things that come at you. Okay, so let me let me throw some of this at you, and we'll put them in the right categories here, um, just to make sure we're all in the in the same. Uh, Ragnar, let me throw this at you. I'm gonna throw a few things at you, and you tell me uh, what column this goes into. Um, I'm going around the house doing laundry. That's the beta column, the provider We're going column. beta that side, okay. Um, you know, Abednego, I'm supposed to go clean the gutter today. What column are we looking at here? Beta side. Yeah, so now you're right on this, Ragnar, in terms of, but when guys first hear this, I think let's get a visual for them. At least we know where we're, uh, maybe uh, Abednego, but go back to you. We're going to be washing some dishes today. I'll put that on the beta side. When you're doing any kind of this stuff where you might, or cooking, where you might be wearing an apron, this isn't getting any girl tingled up here, okay? When you're doing housework, we can just throw all this stuff right here into housework, okay? Right here. Now, I'm going to put like this, housework, so we know where that's at, okay? Um, maybe you're out here somewhere cutting down a bunch of trees, Ragnar. Where are we going to put that? Well, any, there's some danger with that. And so, so that those kind of jobs that were, that have some danger. Yes. Um, then that tickles her prime brain. You're out, if you're going out and you're fighting the elements. Yes. Cutting down trees and there's stuff falling down. You got saws going, all this dangerous equipment going. Yep. And that's, that's. Even though you may be doing that for firewood or to build a cabin or something like that, 
when you, if you're chopping those big trees down like that, the, the build, building a cabin as provider, chopping those yep. trees down in that dangerous environment is alpha. Is, is sure. Keeping them. So chopping trees down like that, the, the the mission for the trees is the cabin, which is provider. Chopping that's those right. trees down and the violence of that and the dangerousness of the saws, that's alpha. And I think here's why here's why I'm going here, and I, I know you both can see this, because there's a lot of this stuff where it can be one or the other. And I just think if we just understand, is there an element of danger in this deal? Then we're going to throw that over in the alpha column. Is that good for all of you? Well, and there's also an example, and you guys have talked about Married Man book, but there's also an example in there. He says, um, you know, uh, the doctor title is a high status, and that's more of an alpha thing. But the sure. income he earns yes. is is provider and beta. It's just like that's cutting right. a tree down. It's the same yeah. concept. So that's what I'm saying. Now, there's two sides of one coin there. You know, there's yep. two sides, and then it's hard to pick up one without the other. They can it is. Let's, let's go back here, Ragnar. Let's say, okay, you're a doctor. The alpha side that gets her all excited on this is that your social dominance, okay, is that you are able to garner resources, but the paycheck that comes in has fallen over here on the beta side, on the provider side, okay? And I think here's one of the things I think, because when we said, let's go back here just real quick, and I want to look at this. When we said, well, okay, now this is all based on doubt, okay? And I think initially, this is a really weird thing for people to understand on this, okay? We've talked about before that um, marriage is a discounting mechanism, okay? So I want to go back to this other chart that we had here on this one. I think what we get into a little bit of bed to go on this, okay, is if, if let's just say we have a female here who's an eight, we have a guy who's down here on this side, and maybe he's a five. Something happened. I don't know what happened. He let himself go physically. He's not growth-oriented anymore. He's just kind of not getting anybody excited, okay? So when I say is created on doubt, okay, he's a five. Here's our guy over here in five. She's an eight, all right? Where's the date? Where's, where's the doubt, Abednego, where does that start to creep in a little bit here? When you have this point discrepancy here, if uh, Abednego, you can walk us through a little bit. Of, where's the doubt going to come in on this? Well, to, to me, the, the doubt is that she she got the best um, possible spouse, the best possible partner that she could that she could get. I mean, if that dude's a five, um, he better be loaded. Um, he better be Jeff Bezos loaded. Uh, if he's going to be a five and keep an eight. Um, but, you know, even with him, he, he, he doesn't have an eight um, yeah. by any stretch. Uh, yeah. But it, it does, there's, there's doubt in her um, because she's, she's always working that. Did I get the best deal? Did I, am I getting the best seed? Do I have the best chance uh, to have offspring that are going to last? Um, is there, is there a better deal for me out there? Um, and so all that, all that pings on her security. If you can, if you can elevate to an eight or a nine and she's an eight, if yeah. you can, if you can be that, I think you want to be higher. I don't think you, you know, equal, it equals one thing, but if you're, if you're higher than her, then, then she can relax in that and know that, okay, yeah, he, he's a pretty good catch. You know, I don't, I don't have to worry so much about, 
Um, did I, did I not? Is he going to be there? Can he, can he do what? Because if you're, if she's an eight, then man, she's got all these opportunities and everything that this five's not going to have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a bend to go. I think, you know, one of the things we, when we said uh, a minute ago is perceived value. So I don't want to, I don't want to act like there's some ceiling on here. If she's an eight, she always wants somebody who's a couple higher. Well, if she's a 10, she still wants somebody who's a couple higher. It doesn't right. matter if you have to go to another chart to get off the scale of 10. I don't care about that. But the, you're right. The issue is, okay, let's say she's an eight, okay? The doubt comes in, right, just like you said. Man, now now she's hooked up with a five. And you know and I know two things. If she had no kids, then the only thing that's keeping her is there is that marriage contract, okay? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the deal. And so, okay, now now we have kids, She's married to a five. She's hooked up with a five. So she's going to, you know, probably stay longer than would ordinarily not if she didn't have kids. But without going into this or that or the other or all the legal stuff, okay, let's just say she's an eight. He's a five. That doubt in her mind saying, man, I, I, I'm, I'm getting attention from all these other guys who are ranked way up here, and I'm stuck with this five. And so the doubt comes in, man, I could have done better. Right. Could I have done better? And if, and if she's staying in it because of obligation, um, sure. because of whatever, uh, sure. then she is miserable, yeah. miserable. And she's going to make that five's life miserable. Sure. That dude is going to be the most miserable person on the planet. You yeah. know, there's, there's a lot of times that you, that you've looked at guys and been like, man, why are they so miserable? She, he's with a hottie. Well, yeah. that's why he's miserable because she knows it. She knows she's ranked higher than him, and she's miserable, so she's making him miserable. Well, well, she, in her mind, she despises him. Yeah. And she views him as the source of all her misery, so she's going to make him miserable. Um, she, I mean, listen, he's not, what do you call, some bodice ripper out here. Okay, right, ready listen, to it, it, rip for, her for, stuff. For, Go ahead. For, Go ahead, Ragnar. For fun, for fun, and for a quick experiment, Let's say we all three of us have a 45 to our head, and we got to make this guy, we got to make her turn, she's got to be turned on by him or, or find him attractive in 90 days. What are five things we do automatically? Because only 30% of us looks for women. Yeah. 70% 70, 70 of his, his value and his perceived attraction attractiveness is not looks. So only 30% looks. Now, for women, it's 100% looks. Now, I, I am a little bit of a unicorn on that because I like a woman that has a little more of a drive and a little more of education, that kind of thing. But most guys just want looks and a nice hey, personality. Ragnar, tell me about that again. I got 30% on the looks. This is for the women's side now, okay? Women, for women, to, to, when, they, when they're doing a sexual market value of a man, only 30% of us looks. 70% yeah. of it is, is other things. Okay. So, so for a woman, with the exception of probably me and you and maybe, maybe a Finnigo, we want a little more than just a personality and looks. We want a little more of a juice up there. I, I want a little more intelligence and something like drive and things like that. But yeah. most guys, if she's got a nice personality and she's pretty, that's all they want. She's sexually yeah. accessible. That's all they want. Yeah. So, so, but for women, only 30% of that is looks. 70% is other, other variables that can be controlled. So you got this, she's an eight, they're a five. Somehow they got together when they were equal or that wouldn't have happened or he had status uh, he was a rock star or something. I mean, there's some, they got together somehow. But let's yeah. say he let himself go physically. Uh, he lost his job, let himself go physically. So he dropped down. He's, he's down to five. He's depressed. Yeah. He's eating a bunch of hoo-hoos because he's depressed, lost <laughs> his job. 
Yeah. And so now he's heavy, he's heavy, and he doesn't have his income. So how do we take this 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 five and make it get him to the point where she's she knows she can never replace him. Yeah. And she knows she can never find somebody as high value in, with him again, or it'd be very hard to. How do we take that guy from a five to a to at least a, a nine in her eyes? Again, perceived in her eyes. How do we do that? Well, there's a, there's a half a dozen things you can do, right? I mean, and, and to do that. Now, if she's already got her mind shut to him, it's hard to pry that open, you know. But if, it is. if it's still if, it's, if, if the door's still open, then then there's a half a dozen things because there's that seventy percent that is variable that can be tweaked. Those are the knobs you can tweak. Yeah. And and, and even the looks. I mean, even the looks. You know, if he's if he's out of shape, you know, he runs through, you know, gets a couple of good programs going and, and gets himself in shape in six months. And then his social dominance comes up. He starts planning in the evening. He starts speaking. He starts doing volunteering for the town, you know, chamber of commerce and all this. He's starting to have his leadership positions. He's starting to speak. Uh, he's in shape. Um, he's taking ballroom dance. I mean, he's doing whatever he's doing. He's at, he's increasing his value, increasing his value, increasing his value. Sure. He's getting in shape and getting in shape. He's growing. He's he's gonna he's going back to, to advance in his in his in his job or whatever. He's bolting on more skills, high yeah. value skills, high performance skills, and then he started to get pre selection from other women around him. Yeah, he, she notices that, you know. Greg and, so he, and he, he 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 upgrades his clothing. His clothing goes up. Now he's he's got stylish clothing. Yeah, you know, Ch change cologne, change hairstyle, and, and just confidence. And maybe he starts taking up a martial art. He starts. He starts buying canes and learn how to beat up people with canes, maybe. Uh, you know, who knows? And so the next thing you know, he's uh, he's got a confidence that he didn't have uh, six months ago, and that bleeds through. It's been, become from his inner core now, and now yeah. that bleeds through. And then what happens with that? When he's around her, he's a little bit aloof. He's a little bit indifferent. He's kind, yeah. but he's also fascinating now. Yeah. Now he can beat somebody up with a stick. Yeah. You know, he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that six months ago. And well, so, me, so now you've taken this five, and now he's at her level or above, and he's pulling yeah. eyeballs, and she's seeing it. Yeah. So that's how you did that transformation, and those, those are the variables. So 30% is looks with guys, and yeah. you can do some stuff with that, but there's other variables that aren't. So anyway. You know, um, this really kind of goes to what we were talking about a little bit last time, okay, 3070, as far as where that. Now, what I want to go back to, though, is something you just mentioned, again, this is perceived value. Okay, so you take a guy who's highly successful, okay? Uh, a guy who's highly successful in whatever, maybe urban environment. You take him and you drop him on his head in some indigenous place in China or at the outback or whatever. Okay, those things, these other 70% that were appealing, okay, to women in this, or maybe he was uh, some kind of dude slinging all kind of stuff around in Manhattan. He was a real estate mogul. Well, they don't care about that. All right, in the outback. So, so much of this is perceived on this deal here, okay? When you said, well, um, and this is one of the things we've always had fun kind of looking at on that Abednego is that, you know, when you dress top 10% of your social circle, this puts you up here, okay? So when we go back, let's go back and look at our chart again, and let's just take a look and see where we're at. Okay, a guy who's a five, he's not trying to what we call peacock, okay? dressing in his top 10% um, of his social circle. So these are things that all add or subtract in this whole thing. Now, let me, let me go back here on this. If we're trying to, Ragnar, you said, well, how do we in 90 days get him back up to within the range of her, okay? So, so much of that's perception on this. Now, 
because this question comes up all the time. Okay. Uh, first of all, I want to deal with a couple things here. So, uh, Abednego, I'm going to throw this at you and you go ahead and write this down and, and make sure I don't forget this topic. Okay. Um, but when we put a girl up on a pedestal, I want to, I want to, I want to have you answer that, go back to that in a minute. Okay. When we put this girl on a pedestal. Okay. Um, what that does to her, her doubt, uh, when we come at it with these relationships with a scarcity mindset on this thing. Okay. But the other thing I'm going to come back to Ragnar, you know, is that when you're trying to work your way, okay, you find yourself here. Okay. You're trying to work your way up here somewhere in this eight, nine range. Okay. Now, if she's not Ragnar going to what we call calibrate. Okay. If she's not going to try to match your energy and to stay with you on this, what kind of problems? Because remember, there's a point discrepancy up here, two, three, four, whatever it is. And so here's this guy over here. Here's our man, Johnny, who's doing all this work to try to get himself back up here, climb up from a five or a four, whatever. If she's not going to calibrate, okay, can we fix this dead bedroom issue? And I just let you go with that for a few minutes on this, Ragnar, because this, this is danger zone in terms of um, if this is a viable relationship anymore, if a girl won't calibrate on there and then uh, following up a Bendigo on this thing when we kind of put some girls up on a pedestal and what that does to their mind and who they deserve or not or whatever. Ragnar, go ahead and take it away with that. If she's not calibrating, then in my opinion, it's terminal. Okay. You know, she's, she, no matter what you've done, she's, she can't get that She can't get the picture out of her brain of the previous you. There's too much yeah. resentment. There's, she doesn't believe it. Whatever. Too much trust. Lost trust. Yeah. You you know when when the value has definitely been changed and the thirty percent and the seventy percent has been changed, and there's still no recalibration. That's when I that's when I suggest starting to look and see if there's another guy in the picture. Yeah. If there's somebody else. Um. Because if if if. If there's no budge at all with that, and you're being more attractive, and you're being kind, but a little aloof and fascinating, you really, you really tremendously increased your value to the point where you're pulling, you're pulling value in eyeballs from other women. But yeah. this situation is still not budging. Then, then, then it's it's terminal in my opinion. So, um, but also she's got to be getting dopamine somewhere, you know. So either it's through social media. Or another dude, or something. But there's dopamine coming in somewhere because woman has to have it. A lot of women get it from social media. Yeah. They gotta have that. They gotta have that dopamine. So if she's if you're increased your value and she's she's not used you now as a source of dopamine anymore, or she's if she's not started to use you as more of a source of dopamine by wanting your approval, uh, laughing, teasing, flirting, uh, sexually. Uh, wanting to be around you more because of the, the energy you have. If, if, she's, if you've not become a higher source of dopamine for her, that means she's still getting her dopamine somewhere else because a yeah. woman has to have dopamine. Unless she's damaged, she has to have dopamine. Exactly. So she's getting it on social media. She's getting it on likes. She's getting on flirting. She's getting on coworkers somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So she's getting that dopamine somewhere. And if you've increased your value and that dopamine is not, you're not all of a sudden the higher, higher source for her dopamine fix on a daily basis, uh, then it's terminal in my opinion. Now, but right now, now you're set up to go out and find somebody two points higher than her. 
Yeah. Ragnar, let me say this. Okay. So, and I, and I, and I, because I think people get this confused on how this kind of works. Okay. So, okay. Do you think, because in my opinion, uh, Abednego, you brought this up a minute ago. Um, now, an eight, a nine, a 10, whatever. Okay. She can end up with a four, with a five, but there better be massive, massive provider side, supply side to offset that. Okay. Because in my opinion on this, right, there's no girl who's two, three points higher than a guy who's ever going to get tingles from this guy. So to stay with the guy, She's got, she's got to have something that offsets this because she's not doing it. You know, Ragnar, you talk about dopamine. She's not getting any tingles from anybody who's lower than her, but she could stay with somebody from a provider so she can get him at a discount. Okay. And she can make that work if she, maybe he's a billionaire. Okay. Well, there's a lot of girls who have raised their hand on this deal. So they're not going to get tingles. They're not getting dopamine. They're not feeling good about this, but there's a lot of other supply reasons, right? Provider side about why to stay with this guy, okay? But we talk about, we're talking about the bedroom. We're talking about dead bedroom here, okay? So it's never gonna be a lively, enthusiastic bedroom, a bed to go, you talked about that, you know, uh, a second ago. Uh, so to turn the corner and get this bedroom in, a, in order again, okay? If she's not gonna calibrate, Ragnar, absolutely. Um, now this brings up some different issues that we'll talk about another time. You know, people of faith, Christian people, whoever, um, so they're miserable. They got dead bedroom going on. She's not enthusiastic about, she's not an enthusiastic partner. Okay. And so we got the starfish, you know, stuff. We're dead, dead sex here. And so we'll talk about that. What do you do then? You, you're trying to move. This, this poor guy's here. He's trying to move up in this. He's, you know, he's moving up. She's not going to calibrate. Yeah, go ahead. Ragnar. Here's, you had a comment. here's the big hairy elephant in the room. Big hairy elephant in the room is, as you said before, they go to the church house for the wedding and the courthouse for the divorce. Yes. So every er, everything we're discussing here is trying to negotiate around the fact that she has all the power in the marriage. Sure. You bet. Yep. So every, everything we're everything we're discussing here is just trying to find ways. You're never going to counter it 100. percent She's got all the power in the Western world right now in in, in marriage. So you're not going to counter it 100. percent What you're trying to do is use in, intrigue, behavior psychology, to influence her in a way that she doesn't detonate the marriage. Yeah. And that you can get some sexual satisfaction and some love out of it, nurturing out of it. Yeah. But the big hairy elephant in the room is she holds her hand grenade in her hand and the pin's out. She's holding the clip of the grenade. All she has to do is open her hands and it, it, that five seconds starts. You know, it detonate everything. Yeah, so yeah. She, the, the pin's already out. The state the state took the pin out. So she's holding her grenade. All she's got to do is open it. Bing, there goes the spoon, and you got five seconds. Yeah. And, and, and so we're trying to do all we can to keep her from opening those fingers. The pin's already out. But we did, we're just – so we're doing the, the game, and we're doing the understanding of stuff and building our value and flipping switches and – Increasing our value and being aloof and indifferent. All the things we're trying to do is to keep her from opening her hands and letting that spoon fly off that grenade and detonate the marriage. Yeah. So we just got to get really real of what we're dealing with. That's everything we're talking about in all this whole series is trying to keep her fingers around that grenade. Because she has the grenade, you don't in most cases. Well, legally. The law is in this country. 
yeah, legally Legally. and societally, uh, that's the rule. You know, listen, you don't have to play that way. Okay, go make your own rules and see how that goes. Okay, but I'm just telling you, this isn't leave it to beaver world. This isn't medieval times. (laughs) If you're going to choose to play in this game, then you got to understand as soon as you sign that marriage license, she's got her hand on that grenade and the pins out. Yeah. And you're you're the, the entire time of your marriage with her is to do what you can to influence her not to open that hand. It's that raw. You know, I'm really glad that you brought that up uh, because I want to go back here. There's there's behaviors that men have. Abednego, I'm going to come back to you uh, about this behavior, about guys put a pet a girl up on a pedestal. Oh, I don't deserve her. So there are things where we can dramatically shift this leverage back, okay, to at least where it's more equal on this thing. But guys are – they put themselves in this – mess all the time abednego you know when when we put these girls up on a pedestal okay and i'm not talking about you turn into a caveman and drag this girl around by her hair that's not that's listen we're all for women here i I love women this is my deal okay but what we've been thrown into a situation is trying to help a lot of guys who are walking around here trying to find ways to end their life okay and so abednego there's a lot of people you know Okay, and we've all been in this behavior back in the day, whenever, before we had increased awareness about putting women up on a pedestal. And go ahead and take that for a little bit, Abednego. I think a lot of times, the putting a woman up on a pedestal, it doesn't happen until a little later in the relationship because um, if she's if she's hot, if she's got everything that guys are looking for, you got a lot of competition. Yeah, you got a lot of competition. And so you putting her up on a pedestal is not going to cause you to stand out because everybody else is putting her on a pedestal. And so what I'm thinking about when we're talking about she's an eight and he's a five, I'm betting that they were a lot closer in rank. He was probably originally higher than her. That's why they got together. Um, And so then happens what happens is that beta slide where she's got him locked down and now uh-oh, other women are still looking at him. And some of these women are higher than me. And so she's either got to try to calibrate up to protect her man, to protect her interests, or she's got to push him down. And so many times um, she'll start fit testing. We've talked about that. He'll start failing fit tests because he believes happy wife, happy life. And then he starts to tend all towards the provider side of everything. And he begins to slide down the scale, the beta scale. Now he's not as attractive. So now he has to resort to, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. I, I don't, I, you hear guys like in these marriages and you, you really hurt for them because um, they'll say things like, and you'll see the Facebook post or whatever. I don't know how in the world I got you. I don't know how in the world, why in the world you picked me out of everybody out there. Well, don't put those questions in her head. I mean, then she starts thinking, wow, why did I pick him? I could go with Jimmy Joe and Billy Bob over here, and they're way uh, better providers, and, and uh, they, they got way more alpha than this guy does. You know, That's and, what he's hearing on the Hallmark Channel and all the rom-coms and all the TV series. That's all yep. he's seeing is the pedestalation, pedestalation of women. I mean, that's all he's seeing. Oh, yeah. And he's, that's his programming. and. And, and it always works for them in those 
but it's only after the the alpha has left her and she ain't got nothing else left yeah and then she goes back and she goes oh it was always you it was always you yeah um but yeah the 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 when you when you put someone on a pedestal you're admitting that you're you're not good enough for her you're under her you're yeah i'm i'm under you and you're blowing you're blowing a bellows on the coal of hypergamy when you say that to her oh yeah 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 and she she immediately in her mind knows that you're right she knows you're right and so then she's got a dilemma in her head because her hypergamy begins to kick in and take over and and that that creates that miserable aspect of her if you want to make her miserable keep telling her she's so hot you don't deserve her and that will make her miserable yeah i think one of the things that goes goes kind of you know in hand with this is that when a guy can't make decision you can't decide between burrito and pizza really what you're telling you're you're doing the same thing okay you're just not doing it in in a in an overt way but in a covert way with the way she communicates in heavily nuanced language okay and body language you can't make a decision you're telling her to make the decision you can't make a decision about burrito or pizza all you're doing is telling i gotta defer even to the most tiny little decisions in all their minutiae i gotta defer to you because i don't have enough deserve level to choose between pizza and burrito okay so mm -hmm. whenever you show so you know if you take that to another degree of bendigo you're right it could be yeah man i don't deserve you i don't know how i ended up okay yes that's terrible okay and that that kind of smacks her in the face but even when you show weakness all right it's driving that female lizard brain wacko because you're telling her i can't even make a decision about this that she is the only one in this outfit of two people who can decide between pizza and burrito right if you want to take it to the ridiculous on that decision making process on that level you know which is totally full of minutiae anyway so you, you, these messages come across in all of our language you, you're right i've seen them and you've seen them all over facebook we all have oh i don't know how i deserve you oh i don't listen listen it also comes across in all these covert ways where we defer to her on anything we can't figure out where to get the gas or we're here or over there i can't figure out what towel i want at walmart i can't figure out anything all she knows is she despises this because all she's saying in her head is man i could go through a rock at a random person when i drive by and hit someone better than you that's that's all you're saying on this deal the random rock thrower could hit a person better than what i got okay because what happens she goes back again when we the two things she needs in this hypergamy keep the bears away all right and keep bread on the table sexual attraction side keep the bears away big man if you can't figure out between the two different decisions that cost three dollars each she's not excited for you there's no enthusiastic sex partner there's nothing going there's disrespect in the home all this so there's a lot of ways that this starts happening in here on this disrespect side okay and then that bleeds over into the bedroom side now we're now everything's miserable right so you know abednego you're right on the money on this I, I see it all the time in body language when you see couples out to eat um we were out yesterday at a place you know you look down the way and you see two people their legs are going you know she's facing totally opposite way of the guy she's not excited about this guy 
She's not excited about any of this deal. Let me put this chart back up here. Okay, we got a guy here who's an eight and a girl who's a five. It's been switched around. Now the guy's up here. And now the girl's down here. We got different things, okay? So I'm just going to leave all that for you people at home, playing at home on this, to do all of those fun little games you do, okay? Who's where? Where are they? What's going on on here, okay? So we, we've had people in our group come up and say, man, I've never had a girlfriend. Is this something I can still do, okay? And they don't know where they belong on here. I'm a five, I'm a four, I'm a six. They don't know anything, Okay. And next thing you know, if you can put these, if you can put these in place, okay, I'll put this up again here. If you can listen, live this right here, again, it's like Ragnar said, initially, initially, you know, but maybe only I'll give you two or three months on this, and that's about it. On two or three months on this side right here, you, you, I'll give you about two or three months. What's alpha, what's beta, what's provider, whatever. After about two or three months, you need to be living this thing. Okay, and you can be, you can be, but if you think you're going to be there in two or three months, and now you can put this all in a more holistic being, this is just part of my breathing, I got this down. If you can do this thing, believe me, you can go find an attractive person, right, on a perceived side, it was really a couple points higher than you. We proved this in the field with our groups, the trick is, okay, how do you change that around where she perceives you at higher value when everybody's looking? You walk into Walmart, everybody looking saying, what is she doing with that guy? But somewhere in her mind, he's perceived as a couple notches higher. Look, if you live this right here, Ragnar, if you can do this, and this can be in every pore of your existence, you can go get whoever you need to if you're a single man. The trick becomes in the marriage side, because after you've been married, by the time we find you, okay, you've been married 10, 15, 20, 30 years, everything's out of whack, okay, your bedroom's all died up, I mean, there's nothing going on there. How do you turn that thing back around, okay? So you've got to come back to this. You've got to come back to this golden ratio, two-thirds alpha, one-third beta, okay? Ragnar, I know we went over a lot of stuff on here. We've got some more stuff to get into. Before we do anything you want to do to put a bow on some of this stuff, I think this is right here, these four is real key about that's got to be in your veins, man. Okay. On, on yeah, value. And, and, and the aloof and the aloof and different kind, loving and, and the fascinating. Yeah. It's hard to do that when your hair's in the sink and your streaks are in the toilet and, and you're, you're got your morning breath and toenails are, or need cut and they're dirty. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you gotta you gotta build mystery there by taking some of that earthiness back away. Yeah. Because the first six months you dated, you didn't notice that earthiness with each other. You both hid it from each other. You know, <laughs> you gotta take away how the sausage is made a little bit. You know, uh, you know. Sometimes the guy's sitting there taking a deuce and the gal's brushing her teeth or vice versa in the tub in the bathroom. I mean, you know. It's hard to have mystery there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I appreciate the comfortness, but now you're brother and sister. You know, that needs to be taken away and dissected back out, you know, because you're going to lose attraction too. And yeah. so you got to, you got to build that mystery. 
by separating that out. You can't be aloof if you're sitting there going number two when she's brushing her teeth. Yeah. Vice versa. How do you be aloof with that? How, how, how are you being fascinating with that? And indifferent? I mean, you can't. So you got to yeah. create, you got to create that environment where there's a mystery. You got to, you got to yeah. create that environment or there is no aloofness. There is no, how should we be fascinated by you when you got all your hair in the sink and you're, you know, I mean, it's just, you're, you're doing Dutch ovens in the bed. I mean, how should I be fascinated with you, man? You can't do that. You know? Listen, it, it, and you, you know, gotta, you got to dissect that out again. I think there's a, there's a tough part of that because somebody asked me this the other day and maybe it was at home. I don't remember. And they were asking about, well, listen, no, nobody ever complained about a girl who had a hole in her panties. If she's an eight or a nine, no one complains about this. Okay. But if she let herself go and she's a three, now we really don't like that hole in her panties. Right. Turn that around how she sees it. Okay. She don't want to see, just like you'd mentioned, a list of things there. Dirty toenails, you're grubby, you never clean up anymore, you're just a mess. Now, if you walked off the boat, like on every cover of Harlequin romance novels or whatever it is, and you're the pirate, you walked off, and, you know, that's a bodice ripper. Okay. She'll give some on that if you still have it and you're sexually attractive side, but if you let it go and you're looking at sports and playing with your remote control and eating candies and chips are falling off your shirt, no, she, now she doesn't want any part of it, okay? So there's a big part of this, guys, that I think, I mean, these conversations are important because two things, if, if you're single and you're trying to figure out this deal about how to either, either you're single, you've never been married, or now you're back on the market again, or however this works, you're back on the dating blocks one way or the other, it's important if you come in into a relationship side when you find us and your marriage situation or long-term relationship, this is really key now because to keep that, you know, what you're talking about, Ragnar, this mystery side of it, okay? We talked about the string theory, okay, on class number two is the unforgivable sin is to be boring. You, you can't make anything go. Now, you might go out and have some fun for a night or two or do whatever you do, okay? But if you can do anything long-term, you got to be able to pull that string and have that mystery on that. Okay. So there's a few things that we're just going to keep going back to because they're so, they're so key on this that we just have to keep going on that. Uh, ben, go, you think you had something to say there? Um, no, not right now. Okay. I, there's a couple things I want to go into on this is that when people find, okay, somewhere along the way, somebody ran off and maybe you're getting into a situation like this here. Maybe you got this girl and she's an eight and the guy's a five and she found somebody from the old school. She went to a class reunion and somebody got excited about her again. And she got this dopamine hit. Got some tingles. Okay. Somewhere. Oh, Hey, find me on Facebook. I'll get back in touch with you. We'll do this deal. The next thing you know, they're chatting on Facebook. I want to go into this a little bit. Um, we have a few more minutes here. I just want to go into this a little bit on how this kind of works and what, what's kind of going to go on here. Okay. Um, if you guys can keep this back in mind, I'm going to come back to this page. How to move a guy from a five to an eight. Ragnar, you brought that up a few minutes ago and I put a page. We're going to look, we just need a few items here to get somebody up to speed and we're going to come back to there. But, but let me, let me go here to this other side of it. Okay. On that. And, what I want to do here is just talk about what we have called um, the cheat hate. Why 
do women hate when the guys cheat and how does this work? I don't want to stay here forever, but I want to stay here just a little bit so we can kind of understand what this is all about in terms of what creates all this hate. Okay. Again, class number four here. And there's a couple things we want to do here because somewhere along the way, many couples run into this deal. Okay. And so let's say this on the men's side. And then we have, we have the women over here. Somebody ends up doing something. Okay. Now on the, on the men's side, somehow they get involved with somebody here. Okay. And Abednego, what is the part that the women really hate the men doing on this? Um, do they hate the emotional affair or the sexual side where they actually, men they're banging it out in the back of the car here at some cheap motel? Somewhere along here, she really hates this one thing more than the other, right? It, it's overwhelmingly on the emotional side. Um, okay. that you had an emotional connection with someone else. I, uh, I dealt with a counseling session one time where um, this guy, uh, his wife was, was hard, to, hard to get along with, um, but she was very attractive, and they had no problem from a physical standpoint, but he um, emotionally was invested in this other woman. Um, it never crossed the line physically, but his time went to her. They had developed inside jokes, uh, things like that. And, uh, she kind of knew what was going on. And, uh, you know, she, she considered that adultery ever bit, uh, as much as if he would have been caught naked in bed with her, um, yeah. during the act. I mean, she felt like it, that was worse, um, than than the actual physical side and it took me a little while because for me i'm like oh my gosh it's it's all about the physical side i mean yeah. i would have thought for me uh, as a man but for women they hate the emotional cheating they hate that that you are getting those emotional needs met in somebody else and not her yeah you know if you take if you take that back if you go to the, the, another level just one level deeper on that why why is the emotional so important for her which is going to give her the chance of having more resources from a primal standpoint, the physical act or the emotional investment from the guy. Yeah. The emotional investment is going to give her a higher chance of receiving uh, life saving resources. And so that's why the emotional thing for women is so important. It goes back to their hind brain again because of the keep the bear away and the food on the table, bread on the table, because the emotional investment, if he's emotionally invested in her, he's not going to let her starve or her kids starve. If she's just a, a, a one-night stand, he's not going to give her resources. And so yes. that's why when a woman realizes that if her, if her primary mate is investing emotionally in another woman, that threatens the resources. That threatens the bread on the table. That's a direct threat to the bread on the table. And so that's why for women, that's why for women, the emotional side is so much more powerful. And for the men... The physical side is more powerful because that's how we're wired to in, just to spread our seed, to impregnate, you know. And so the emotional side that threatens her resources. And that's why it's such a powerful thing for them. Let me let me stay here, Ragnar. Um, 
real quickly, and I'll go back. I'll go back to Abednego here because in some of your counseling, a lot of your ministry, you see this. And I think most wedding vows, most weddings I've been to, there is some version of this thing. Um, Abednego, how many weddings you've done? A lot of weddings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done a few. Um, it, maybe you can answer this or not, but um, has there ever been a vow read here in front of God and country where you didn't have some version of this line um, to have and to hold? Oh, yeah. Right? Always. Always. Okay. And, and so what this means is I have all of you and you have all of me. Yep. Right? That's what this is supposed to be. Um, if we get into a bind, we're, I mean, it's all hands on deck. We're going to pitch in. I mean, I, I don't, whatever. We're going to take care of this deal. Um, girl, you're going to give everything up to me, and I'm going to give everything up to you, and this is the deal, right? This is, yeah. this, this is what this means. Biblical principles, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah because it, it's a covenant, and in right. a covenant, that's what happens. In a covenant, in a biblical covenant, everything that you have is mine, and everything I have is yours. And we're yeah. talking resources. We're talking body, uh, whatever. Every it's all yours. Yeah, yeah. So to have and hold is always in there. Well, in this covenant idea, okay. So when, when covenant means it's all work together on this. Yeah. Okay. God, God didn't create this union and say, okay, now eh, it doesn't work out. Okay, you get these things and she gets these things. We're gonna split all the kids up. We're gonna do all this deal. No, and the covenant means we're together on this. It means whatever you got, that's my deal, and what you know, your house, my house, right? So I want to go back here, Ragnar. What I said was, is that, okay, yes, yes. The women understand that in terms of resources, a guy, you can just go find some gal here, cheap motel, but the resources follow the emotion. Are we together, you guys, on this? The resources follow the emotion. But let me, let me go another level deeper. So, okay, so why, but beyond that, Abednego, why do the women hate the emotional cheating so much? Let me throw this at you, okay? Because everything, you're, you guys are both right on. When she stood in front of everybody and you said this whole deal, right? To having to hold and mine and yours and everything, we're all together now. Leave and cleave, everything, right? Throw in whatever you want to do. Why she hates the emotional cheating so much is because that's the part of the guy she never got. Okay, so listen, she got enough sex. He keeps groping her, bumping up against her, trying to grind on her. She got enough of that. All right? But she never did get the emotional availability side. And that's the side he freely gave away to whoever his new emotional fling is here. And that's what drives her the craziest. So I'll ask you about that then, Abednego. It drives her crazy because that's the part she never did get. Yeah. In the, Go ahead. In the reference that I was talking about, that's yeah. spot on. Exactly what happened. Um, he, he would come home late, uh, very, would say very few words to her, expected to have uh, dinner on the table, expected a physical um, interaction, expected yeah. a hug or a kiss, uh, but gave her nothing back in return. Yeah. Get no, no emotional side of him at all. And, yeah. and to some degree, it's because it was already spent up on somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Well, and so, Ragnar, I'm going to go back to you on the other side of it then, okay? Because men, again now, for men, number one need, okay, is sex. 
but he's not getting that from the girl. So for her to go off and run off and cheat or have an affair, you plug in whatever adjective you need on this, whatever imagery works for you. So she's going to run off now and find some other guy and start, man, now she's doing gymnastics and flying off the chandeliers and we're doing every wild thing. And she fought, and so Ragnar, the guy finds the videotape that she, this, this, this dude wasn't getting the best sex. She saved her best sex for the Harley guy or the guy back in the class or the, the, the dude running the, uh, the foam cannon deal down at Cancun, whatever it is. Or okay. the football team. The whole, you know, doing it. But he found the video after she said she doesn't like this kind of, that's gross. I'm not going to do I'm not, you can want me to go down and do what? And put something in my mouth. You know what? So listen. So that's why the men hate this the most when the women get involved sexually on a physical relationship, because that's all he wants. But, He's not getting that from her. And here she freely, Ragnar, gave this up to Jimmy Joe in the foam cannon on spring break. All right. And he stumbled on these videotapes. So, Ragnar, you know what I'm talking about there. Come in a little bit about on what she's withholding and how that works, how that hurts so much, though, um, on the guy side of that. Well, first of all, what Abednego was talking about there and that couple he was counseling, yeah. Given the oppor given the opportunity and not having to lose his kids or half his net wealth, he, he wants to have sex with the gal he's having the emotional affair with. Sure. That's who he's mm -hmm. that's who he's in love with, and that's who he'd prefer to have sex with. So there's complications in between that don't won't allow that. And so he's riding two ponies, no pun intended. Yeah. But the reason but but he wants he he wants to have sex with the gal he's having the emotional affair with. Yeah. He doesn't want to have sex with his wife anymore. He's bored with that for whatever reason. Yeah. But there's, he, he just doesn't want to lose the kids, lose the money, lose the house, whatever it is. And there's a complication there. If those complications were removed, if he wasn't married, he'd be having sex with the gal he's having the emotional affair with, and he wouldn't touch the other. A good chance of that. So, and then on the second thought, on, on the guy's standpoint, the guy, the, the reason he's, women are so traumatized about the emotional affair, the guys are traumatized by the physical affair because We've been hardwired in our primal brains to want to know that our progeny is ours. There's a direct yeah. line of genetics for our resources to be passed down uh, from generation to generation. So that's hardwired into us to know that the offspring are our genome. Yeah. So that's why it's hardwired into us to not want another seed in there. Because we don't want to raise, put in our life and death, protect with our lives and our treasure the seed of, of uh, another man that we didn't know about that was in there. And then we found that out down the road. Now, there's anywhere between 5 to 20% of the births in the Western world, depending on the study, um, the guy is raising a child that he thinks is biologically his, and it's not because of the affair. Between 5 to 20%, depending on the study. And so that's the guy's biggest fear. He's jealous physically, but what it, in his hind brain, what he's jealous of is that he's raising a progeny that's not his. Yeah. Putting his that's resources right. in something that's not his. And, his. and so his wife, you know, soiled that for him. Yeah. So that both, no. of, both, of, both of their biggest fears are, are driven by their primal brains. Because he wants direct genetic lineage, and she wants resources for the, for the kids. He wants, to know the ki he wants to know the kids are his. That's his biggest fear, that they're not. And her biggest fear is 
that the man will not give resources to her kids to keep them alive. Those yeah. are the two biggest fears. If you get, get take away all the clouds. You know, that's a tough deal because what sets up this whole thing, if we can go here for a second, let's go back. Um, because I think it really ties in with this whole thing. Okay. What do we hate? <laughs> she hates knowing her resources went to somebody else. He hates knowing that they're not his kids. Okay, now, if we just go back a few more pages, let's just go back over here. And everything here we said on hypergamy. On this hypergamous side, if everything's set up on, everything based on doubt, okay, here's the, the thing on that. I'm going to go into this in a little bit. <laughs> um, Abednego, we can go to you here in a second. But when, when we talk about doubt and hypergamy, <laughs> Every, every, every one of us, okay, has been hurt. Every one of us has been hurt somewhere emotionally. Uh, somebody cheated on us. Someone dumped us. Someone didn't live up to our expectations. Again, so much of this comes back to um, un unmet expectations. Um, Abednego, you know, when we talked about, we've talked before about uh, your misery index. And what, what adds to this misery index? But let me just stay with this doubt concept here a little bit is that women, because they're terrified of being duped, they have set up all these filters everywhere, okay? So their DNA, their hindbrain, their lizard brain, has them wanting certain things. Both of these things, in, in this case, okay? They need protection, they need security, but they also need provisions, bread on the table, they need a provider. But because he'd been burnt, everybody's been burnt somewhere, they're terrified of being duped, but still in their hindbrain, in their lizard brain, they're saying, I need these things. I need these things. I need these things. Take care of the kids. Take care of the kids. Feed the kids. Security for the kids. All this is just it's a loop all the time, okay? And so they have this stuff. It's always just kind of going on all the time. But somewhere they've been burned, so their number one thing, I don't want to get duped again. I just hate this deal. Someone's selling me snake oil. I just know this dude isn't right, and it comes back to why we're fit tested all the time. Okay, they just can't stand this idea that somebody got around their filters and tricked them, duped them, and sold them a bill of goods into a legal marriage contract. And man, this guy's a doofus. I didn't know the real guy. I was in love and Valentine's and roses and everything's great. And now I just was into a massive long con here, it looks like. Okay. You know so what? So it's not, it's, it's not even just the marriage contract. Yeah. It's the physical act. Even if there's no marriage, you know, I know we're talking about a Christian situation, but if somehow yeah. he had, he got access to her sexually. Yes. Yes. In or outside of marriage is the fact yeah. that he got access to her sexually and he, his hyper hypergamous advertisement was false. Sure. Sure. That's what, that's what she finds revolting. Well, listen now, whether, whether because, or not there's a marriage contract in it or not. Yeah. That's what she finds revolting. Well, listen now, sperm is cheap. And eggs are expensive. Eggs are expensive. Okay, so let's just break this down. So, okay, girls only have so many eggs over their lifetime. This is how this works. Guys, we can just theoretically just go off into the Netherlands, you know, and um, we can just create sp sperm forever. Well, and she, she can die in childbirth. She can die in childbirth. That's you a big bet. thing. So she's got a big commitment there to that bird. Not only is so many eggs, but the fact yeah. is, prior to modern medicine, I mean, not very long ago, she could die in childbirth. Which and is so, real. 
Whereas most guys, unless you're really out of shape, won't die during an orgasm. Uh, <laughs> but but you, you'll die in childbirth, you know. And so she's got to make sure. So if she's going to potentially die in childbirth, she yeah. wants to make sure that the kid she gives birth to is Tarzan's kid. That's right. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's what she wants, not Pee Wee Herman's kid, Tarzan's yep. kid. You know. And so that's what she wants to know. You know. Well, nobody's excited for Pee Wee Herman's kid, okay? But just on the practical side of female body, female longevity, if she's going to give up this cheerleader body, all right, the beauty pageant body, the, the girl you married, okay, if she's going to give that up, and what I mean give it up, after maybe she's got two, three, four, five, seven kids, looks not the same body. So if she's going to trade in the high-performance cheerleader body – for this other broken in deal, this better be the right thing, okay? This better be. She doesn't want to wake up one day and find out, man, this guy doesn't pass a fit test. He's weak. He can't provide. He has no security. This is terrible. And so the last thing she wants to know is that she's been duped on this stuff, is that somehow you got around her setup. She did everything she was supposed to, and now nah, she's in a long-term situation. This is miserable. Abednego on the doubt on what this means when she wakes up how many years later, okay, and finds out she's been tricked this whole time. That's, that's really going into uh, fit testing and why this matters. Go ahead on that. Now, I, think, I think you're hitting it right on because, you know, talking about how, um, you know, she's basically wrecking her body to have, to have these children, which, which means her, her SMB is going to drop substantially. Um, yeah. We know that there's lots of guys who, who would stay away from single moms yeah. if, if she has to go back on the market. And so, man, when you're talking about that, um, that you are dead on. She has to know for sure that, that you're the dude. You know, yeah. I, think, I think what happens a lot of times is, you know, she, she invests early on in this guy and she marries him. Because he can't keep the bears away. He's he's exciting. He's, he's got all the alpha stuff. He's got all the arousal stuff. But if he fails on the flip side of that coin, where he can't provide anything, I mean, he's fun to be around with, and he's a good time, you know, whatever. Um, but if he can't bring that provider side, because I think there is a switch that flips in women when they have children. Um, their their priorities switch dramatically, and if you can't pr bring that provider game, if you can't um, keep food on the table, uh, man, you you've got a whole other bundle of problems. Abednego, let me say this, okay? When the kids come, all right? When kids come, and we can have all kinds of time. When the kids come, all right? You know, every every kid who comes, you're minus one, okay? So that's something you got to be aware of, too, as far as your sexual market value because you have the mom here, all right, and you have the kid here. Every time you have a kid, where is Papa, okay? And that's down here. Unless you take care of your business on the sexual market value side, okay? So every time you have a kid, you just move down here in priority. Okay, that's something we've talked about, but to stay up where you belong, at the head of the household, okay, God intended this deal, 
this is something you've got to stay on top of and you can't be there really you can't be there unless you keep this thing right here and print this on your t-shirt and wear this every day all right as soon as you start to let this go as soon as you start to forget about what's happening here on sexual market value as soon as you start to forget this thing in her own mind on a perceived sign you absolutely do slide down here so it's imperative that you understand what this means where that goes where you are is if, if she always views you as plus two you're not moving down here you're not moving down here okay so you've always got to keep that up one of the things i want to go into another area here we've got a little bit of time left is that in our modern culture here and i'll go back to you ragnar on this one um both of you I, i'm fine with it whatever you want to do okay because uh, i know you both have comments we've all talked about this at different times couple things now I'm gonna go back to this chart stay with me on this just for a second let me develop this and and then and we'll come back to you on this but here's where I want to go on this side um, when, when we looked at when we look at these two things on a hypergamy side the women need this sexual attraction and the provider side now Abednego for men we don't care about this I don't I don't need providers so I don't provide myself. I don't need this deal. So I don't care about this. But let me say this to you, okay? It's the opposite for where modern women have gone in this women's movement, feminine, whatever, whatever they want to do out there. Let me let me just build this, and then we're going to open it up here a little bit. So modern women have chased after this career side. All right. They have said, no, I'm going to go get an education. I'm going to get a college degree. I'm going to run a CEO. I'm going to be the president. I'm going to be the biggest, baddest. I'm going to do this thing. Okay. Okay. We know what guys are all about. Okay. We need the sex side. And I don't need women to provide on the provider side because I can do that. Women have gone out in our modern world and said, we're going to take care of the provider side ourselves. I'm going to be the CEO. I don't need the guy for the provider side. So having said that, Ragnar, right, in our modern culture, women don't need provider side in their own mind because they can go be the CEO. So now all they do is chase down sexual attraction, right? So I'm going to send that back to you, Ragnar. And you can comment a little bit societally or otherwise, even long-term relationship side, about what it means if you're not plus two then, okay? Because she can do the provider side. She doesn't need you anymore. She doesn't need you to put bread on. She doesn't need this anymore in today's world. Okay? She's looking for dopamine hits and tangles. That's the deal. She does. She, and she if, doesn't and, need you. And, and if, you, if the guy that can provide that and provide some dread and some and – some, you know, some like I said, doubt in her mind. Not not doubt as far as is he hyper, is he a hyper higher hypergamous value. Yeah. But doubt as far as do I have this guy locked down or not? Yeah. What we call dread. If, if she feels a little dread there, um, that man, this guy is hard to replace, and and I yeah. may never find one like him again. Yeah. You know, that's when you know you're in the right frame. Is when your gal thinks, oh my goodness, or if she if she vocalizes it to you, I don't think I could find you again and i think i would have a hard time replacing you um and 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 they tell you or if they tell you i don't think i would ever get over losing you if you hear that from a woman your frame's set you're gonna you got to maintain it you got to maintain that frame
But if you hear her say in some form of communication, I don't think if we didn't make it, I don't think I'd ever get over you. And I would always compare everybody else to you. If you have some form of that statement towards you, you your frame is good. Just start, just maintain it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what your goal should be. That's what you, if you want to have everything you want out of your relationship with a woman, that's the, that's the kind of mindset you need in her. And now that yeah. mindset comes from your value, your perceived value, your real value, your behavior, all the 70% things we talked about and 30% things we talked about. And then once you have that, then if that's there, if that's her mindset, she's still going to test you some and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But she's always going to want to have sex with you. She's, 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 you've, you've, you've a fair proof your marriage, um, the real good chance your kids are going to be yours. Um, all that kind of stuff comes from that. Yeah. You know, some of these things, because uh, this has been a few weeks since we talked about this maintain frame. We talked about that class number one, uh, at least, you know, a man, we just had 4th of July. And so I'm trying to remember back. I've slept a few times since then. Maintain frame. I, I just view it for me is like, this is my camera. And, you know, if I'm on a, a selfie here or if I'm taking a picture, then I'm in it. Okay. Now, if I don't maintain frame, I let all these other people come in here and dominate the screen and take over the whole picture and ruin the thing and jump in with all their goofy stuff. Okay. So when we talked about this in class one is that alpha rules all. It's about maintaining your frame. You're the main guy in this. You, this is your thing. It's your point of origin. You're thinking of yourself first. It's like the, max, the oxygen mask came down on the plane. They always tell you the same thing, right? Is that Put on your oxygen mask first on this, okay? As soon as you start thinking your whole life is about somebody else and serving somebody else, okay, then we're going to run into some problems on this side. So, uh, Abednego, you see some of this and some of the stuff you do. I know, you know, you've got a lot of things going in your, in your ministry there, pulpit or otherwise. And where this switch has gone on societally, okay, now I'll leave it to Beaver Days, the woman needed both of these sexual attraction side, provider side. Okay. Now we had sexual revolution in the sixties, seventies, everybody's going crazy, but now things have changed. So if you take this side out from the women, and I'll just turn it over to you to you, Abednego. What are some of the things that you're kind of seeing? What's this doing to relationships when the woman doesn't need this guy on the provider side? And how does that put her? Because now she's so much more tempted to just chase after sexual attraction. Right. So what are you seeing on your side? Right. I mean, that's exactly what I'm seeing is the stuff that we're talking about. Um, you know, I, I believe God's design was for, for men to have that provider side and for them to be responsible on that side of things. And I know that's uh, not a very uh, cultural, culturally acceptable thing to say in today's day. Uh, but that's, that's the truth of the matter. Um, it's the way that God created her mind. Uh, to to respond to you in a positive way, um, God God designed that to happen. And so, when what I see a lot is, um, you know, he will he will have a decent job. Um, he's alpha enough to attract her. Uh, they get married. They're they're happy. She goes to school, and he pays for it. Um, and they might have a couple kids in the meantime. Uh, she becomes a nurse. Well, 
he's he's just a, you know a mechanic or a construction worker he makes good money but he's no doctor and so she starts running around the realms of doctors and um guys who are making big money and you know and she's kept herself up and so she's she's her smd is fairly high especially from a male standpoint and so um then then she begins to draw the eye of the doctor and this dude is having a hard time competing and i see that kind of thing happen a lot i've also seen this that um and especially now i mean we're in this covid thing and this lockdown and this quarantine and all that and there's been a few moms who have decided uh you know i don't, I don't think my job was worth it uh daycare the way how much daycare costs and my uniforms and all this stuff and have decided to become a house mom again a stay-at-home mom uh and that marriage i mean to tell you just flipped and uh what a, where marriage was struggling before all of a sudden um it is thriving and and so i think a lot of it is getting getting in line with with really how god created us and how God created her to respond to him. And, and, you know, he needs to be, he needs to be that provider. And so if he's providing a way, a means for her to become a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, that's fine and dandy, but he better, he better be able to provide above that or bring yeah. something. He's got to bring something to the game to offset that. Yeah. No, no, you know, it's, it's really a good point that you bring up this offset. Okay, there's that principle of offsetting that we've talked about before. Okay, um, somewhere along the way, everything is trade-offs. There's no perfect person. Everything is trade-offs. Okay, um, you you can go get Miss America. You can go get whoever. There's weaknesses in everybody. I don't care. All right, and somewhere along the way, you know, uh, Ragnar, you talked about that when we talked about, you know, which one do you want on this, uh, and in which way do we go find this? Okay. Uh, it's, you know, most guys, are they hot? That's good enough. And that will keep some guys going. I'm a really weird dude on that kind of thing. Okay. But there are offsetting mechanisms, let's call it, some offsetting mechanisms that we call it that will replace some things. It better not be all about looks. Okay. Because that, that doesn't, lie. I mean, look, it's like they say, you know, in basketball, I mean, the air goes out of the ball a lot faster than you think it does. All right. And so there's things that work in that regard that are offsetting mechanisms that you bring to the table. And so on the supply side for guys, I know that's an economic term too, but we use it a lot. Okay. On the supply side of things. Um, there's another concept I want to bring up here uh, just real quick. I just got a few more minutes. This thing, Ragnar, Abristophilia. Okay. Abristophilia. There's some things we, we started again, by the way, watching the uh, Viking series. I think it's from the History Channel, if I'm not mistaken. There's a lot of this going on in here. Ibristrophilia is this sexual attraction to danger. Okay. And it's a real thing. So you don't have to keep wondering why all these babes are going for the Harley drivers or all these crazy guys that are doing wild stuff. They... Well, it's, 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 it's exactly why I got a kiss last night when I handled that situation. That's right. Inst instantly, within two seconds, she turned around, smiled, and gave me a kiss in front yeah. of everybody. Yeah. And instantly. she didn't care who's there looking. She didn't care. Didn't okay. care. Nope. And instantly. there's now, 
there's a lot of stuff about this on the internet about war brides okay uh but this was i think it was episode three or four season one on vikings when ragnar killed the earl all right if you know that i'm not trying to do an ad for their program all right but he killed the the guy who's in charge there he's a big dude he killed a big dude ragnar our man there and uh not no relation to this ragnar okay um and uh he killed him and instantly the big dude he's dead and his wife all right she turns and kills a king there that her daughter been pledged to because she didn't she thinks her daughter could do better now as far as provider side no this guy's the king he's going to provide her daughter everything but she wanted her daughter to have somebody who's sexually attractive when they got in the bedroom. And they made comment about that. Because she didn't like the decision her husband made. Saying, what? We didn't even talk about this. What do you mean you promised my daughter, our daughter, to this king here? He's a 400-pound guy. It's terrible. It's, you know, job of the hut over here. And what she was saying was, provider is not enough. My daughter needs somebody she's excited about also. So her, she watched her husband about five seconds get killed. Then she goes and runs this king through and frees her daughter from that obligation. Okay. And then she stands up and says, all hail King Ragnar, all hail Ragnar, whatever, right? So there's a part of women here. And, you know, why is this hybristophilia important? Because they have to know who's going to protect them. Okay, and it's one thing to say in our modern society that the women don't have to care about the provider side. Okay, but it wasn't that long ago when people were over here lopping off heads either. Okay, and so they can't take care of this as much as they think they can in all these areas, in all these boxes. I mean, maybe in a perfect internet world, you can do whatever you want to do. Ibristophilia, okay. They're sexually attracted to danger. So if they know... Okay, it's one of those quotes that one of you sent me. So look, just because I'm peaceful, don't ever get the idea and think it's because I've forgotten or don't know how to be violent. Okay, so when you start working on combatives, when you start, this is this is one of the things we've talked about, and I'm going to go back over here because there was a page we left blank over here. Okay, um, how to move a guy from five to an eight. Physically fit, I'm going to put this up here. Okay. And you guys can come. We'll go around the horn. Physically fit. You, you got to be physically fit, man. You got to tighten up. You, you got to do a chin up here somewhere, okay? Women, this is the same thing. That's why I bring up hybristophilia. If she has an idea that you're going to protect her, and she's sure about that in her brain, this is very sexually attractive. It's not provider side. This is far over here on sexually attractive side. You're going to get not only, I mean, you might get a kiss in front of everybody, but I'm betting to say, okay, that when we left everybody, we got a little bit more than a kiss over here. Okay. So you got to be physically fit. How to move a guy from a five to an eight, okay, in 90 days. That almost sounds like a product right there. Okay. <laughs> it almost did. Uh, Abednego, uh, what should we be working on? If, if, for real, because you know people who are five. I, okay. I'll tell you, yeah, for me, one of the big things is get a mission that's not her. Yeah. I mean, these guys, the, that goes back to the putting her on a pedestal. When she's on a pedestal, she's your mission. All you care about is being with her and pleasing her and, 
and uh, you know, being a, her servant or whatever. Get a mission. I, I don't care what it is. You get an old truck and you go out there and you work on it or get a motorcycle. Um, get a hobby. Do something. You have a mission. Go make money. Uh, read a functional book. Um, <laughs> yes, and most of us haven't read anything since high school or, or maybe college. You know, get a mission other than her. And, yeah. and you'll begin to see that she will really respond to that. Yeah. I think that's that's a big one, and the thing is, it's pretty easy. Start doing something else, okay? Stop waiting around, being somebody's toady here, waiting for her to tell you what to do, okay? Uh, yeah, and, right, go ahead. And, go ahead right. and you don't want it to. I don't think you want to do that mission with her. Say, hey, honey, let's do this together. You yeah. want it to be just your thing that you do, and it, yeah. it creates a little jealousy for her. Now you've got something that you're emotionally kind of invested in this thing. And she wants that. And so yeah. she's got to work to try to draw you back. And so it really works uh, well for you. And then, and then also there's mystery here on this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we haven't, we haven't left that um, yet. We've got a couple here. Ragnar, we, we can come up with five. I'm sure. Go ahead. Well, it, what he said there also makes the guy the prize because his time's yeah. now limited and she's got to qualify for him. And so it makes him the prize, which I think is really important from a psychological positioning standpoint, a frame standpoint. Um, so let me go back to your list here. So physically fit, mission. Uh, Mindset. You, you, you are the prize. Yeah, because you're going to behave differently. Not from an arrogant standpoint, but just from an internal value standpoint. But, but my thing, too, is, um, you know, uh, Crusader, you had some, uh, some, some canes yesterday we were playing with a little bit. You, uh, yep. You you Self-defense sticks, yes. And it wasn't a coincidence that you and I were doing those and the ladies came up on us and started filming us as we did them. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and whoever was walking by, you know, but yeah. I mean, that is always fascinating to people. If you have some combat skills, yeah. um, you know, if you can take an umbrella and turn it into a deadly weapon, you know, you don't have to be, you know, some kind of a 10th degree black belt, you know, but just basic combat skills, that you can handle a, a cane or you can handle a, a knife or a gun or, or your bare hands, or you can do a little bit of grappling. Um, you know, just some basic stuff because had that gentleman last night, not had he not chosen to go right instead of left. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be having a different conversation today. It still would have yeah. ended quickly, but it would have ended quickly in a different way. And so, you know, but, but what allowed, in my opinion, what allowed that to calm down is hard eye contact and a calm voice from me. Yeah. Uh, and, and he started blinking and, and his state changed and that was it, you know, because he knew I was ready to do battle instantly. Yeah. If I had to. And so he, and most guys nowadays just aren't ready for that. You know, they're used to people fronting and back and forth and, oh, yeah, and kind of puffing up. When somebody's calm and hard eye contact, they know they know that guy's a warrior and yeah. he's not going to taste good. If you bite into him, it's not going to taste good. And, and you got to be able to, and the only way you can be that calm in that situation is you have the skills to back it up. Yeah. And I'm not saying that 10 years of this stuff, but you know, in 90 days, you can get a guy, you can get a guy some good basic street combative skill in 90 days. Yeah. You know, because, because that stuff's 90% emotional mindset control and 10% skills. 90% mm -hmm. mindset, 10% skills. You can get that guy there in, in three months and your woman Women love that. I don't care if she's a president of the United States, she's got five PhDs. That still gives her tingles. 
Yeah. Guaranteed. You know, combat skills is a, is a, is a big thing, and you can see a quick payoff on that too. And now, again, how to move a guy from a five to an eight in 90 days. I, I, I mean, we can do some stuff here. Let me say this. For me, I love this, and it's something I've been on for a while. You want to be pro-growth. Okay, what are you doing? What are you reading? Who are you with? Are you, uh, let, let's just say this, read and join mastermind group. How about that? Yeah. Um, read and join a mastermind group. So in case you haven't heard this term, I don't want to get into all this today, but what we're doing here is a mastermind group. We're talking about stuff. We're doing things. Okay. So we've got our five key steps here, what we want to do. Um, you guys got a couple bonus ones there I, that we can add. Go ahead. I do. I do. Make a decision. Make a decision. Um, start deciding things. Um, take control of things. Most likely, if you've went down to a, a five and you're wanting to get to an eight, if you're down to a five, you're not making any decision. She's making every decision. So take control of that. Um, make make a decision. And and I would also say as another bonus, you know, start flipping some switches. That's those are two very easy things to do. Um, that doesn't cost anything um, and can make a lot of a lot of difference. It could really move the needle. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm going to uh, let me go. I got a couple bonus ones here. Um, these are just really good. Look, start flipping switches. You can do this. Make a decision. Um, Ragnar, you got anything for us? Uh, any bonus items? Well, I just want to say, once you start making a lot of decisions and you haven't done that in 15 years of your marriage, she's going to start squealing like a cat's got his tail in the door. So you're going to have to, that's called a fit test, and you're going to have to push through that and be calmly indifferent, compassionate. I call it compassionate indifference. You know, yeah. yes, dear, just let it get a flow over you like water off a duck's back. Because if you've not been that person, she's honestly going to feel you've been taken over by an alien. And it's going to make her not necessarily unattractive to you, but it's going to make her scared, you know. And so she's going to start testing you to see if it's real or if it's just as a phase you're going through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think guys, listen, and I, and I'm serious about this. Okay, how to move a guy from a five to an eight in ninety days? Start getting physically fit. Okay, now we have a whole component on that, but that's a different product. Okay, how to do this? Uh, get a mission other than her. Uh, number three, Ragnar mindset. You are the prize. Okay, uh, get some combat skills in here. Uh, Ninety percent of which is going to be mindset and ten percent skills, which you can both add on though. Okay. If you're being, if you're doing your pro growth side, read, join a mastermind group on this. Okay, we got some bonuses. Make a decision. Take control of things. All right. Flip some switches. Pass fit tests. These are things you can do within 90 days. Okay. When we all started this thing, each of us have our own journey. So there are people watching here who don't know us. They're not going to ever see us. They just found out somebody got this product to them. Whatever. Look, each one of us started our journey somewhere. Okay. We started it with a conversation. We started it with some thoughts. We started reading. Next thing you know, I promise you, we were different people in 90 days. Abednego, am I correct on this deal? Oh, no. You're, you're dead on. And we see that we see that on a regular basis, is that if guys will take this information and begin to apply it, and listen, you don't have to go. Um, you know, we, we, I think we mentioned that even launch. And if we haven't, we, we don't need to go get way far out in front of her that she can't follow, that yeah. she can't calibrate to it. Um, but 
but if you start to apply this, if you just start moving the needle, if you just start taking back a little bit of ground at a time, it, it'll definitely make a huge difference. And, and we see that all the time and it can happen really fast. Really yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really can. And I, I think what I like what Ragnar said is that um, it doesn't have to take as long as you think. Okay. We don't have to throw the monopoly board across the table, but this can happen within days. You, listen, you can start passing fit tests within a day. Just do this. Flipping switches, you can do this in a day. Okay, so this shouldn't be a big, complicated algebra problem here on this Crusader, side. Yeah. Once, once those that list is done and she yes. she, taste, she tastes it and sees it and feels it yeah. uh, holistically in her being and all of her girlfriends say it, and when you're out in environments, it's the way you handle yourself. It's 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 evident that's there. She's going to be grasping that hand grenade so hard that her knuckles are going to be white because she doesn't want to take a chance at all with that thing detonated in the marriage. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to. Her hand will be numb. She's squeezing it so hard because she knows what she's got. All of these, okay. Every one of these, create pre-selection true yeah yeah every one of them okay so we don't need to be confused about pre-selection and how to create this all right when you do these things all of this deal right here you will draw people to you your wife included now whether initially she comes screaming and fighting and kicking whatever um she'll be running to you in two seconds when she starts seeing these behaved out in a holistic manner like this okay i'm gonna go around the horn on here uh we, we've gone over a lot of things guys okay um we really have and i just want to go back here uh we'll start with uh ragnar um review points give me your top uh couple for ragnar for today well we talked about a second ago you know see yourself as the prize now you can't just say that and not have be backing that up with value so in order for that to, to bleed through and and be who you are you have to in your own mind have a few boxes that you know you've checked off that have added value to you that make you the prize so you, you it's one thing to say that and you get a little bit of benefit from that but you also want to do some of the things we've said today on this list these lists to ensure that you know subconsciously that you have increased your value and that you are the price because you're doing more to work on yourself and grow yourself than probably any other man you know, unless you're in a group like we have here. And so walking into a, you can walk into a room, and in most rooms, if you're following this type of program, in most rooms you walk into, most family reunions, class reunions, whatever you walk into, corporations you walk into, there's very few people in that entire building that are increasing their value and bolting on value the way you are. And so once you have that, not necessarily from an arrogant standpoint, but just from a knowing standpoint, then you are the prize. And you can justify that by your by the, your resume and your curriculum vitae that you have that you've created uh, you know, over the, over this over this you know, 90 days or so that you can walk in. And that confidence, it's not arrogance, but that confidence will be in how you walk, your mannerisms, how you speak, just the calmness of how you handle situations will come from that. And then you indeed are the prize because you'll stand out uh, like a glowing light compared to the average guys around you who are doing nothing except watching bass fishing shows or whatever they're doing. You know? so, not that there's anything wrong with bass fishing shows, but I'm just saying. 
Hey man, I'm for I'm for bass fishing. I'm for that. Okay, come yeah. on. Uh, I think that's really good. Um, what are we looking at a bed to go on here? I think for me, um, you know, it's it's about it's it's a lot about decisions. Guys who are provider and can bring that provider game are guys who can make decisions. One of the best things I ever did was uh, took the decision making as far as the finances of our home. I had, I had defaulted that to my wife. That's what my that's what my mom and dad did. My mom took care. My dad went out and brought home the money, and my mom paid the bills and did a. But I took that away from my wife and I began to do that and that was very good. And so I think making decisions is huge, but I also think that you need to understand that if there's a plus two in your SMB, if there's a divergence of two, that your relationship is in serious jeopardy and you shouldn't take that lightly. It is in serious jeopardy. It doesn't mean that it's doomed, but it's heading that way. And you've got to immediately go to work and you got to start applying the stuff that we've talked about today um if you will you you can salvage that relationship i don't care how far gone you think it is you can salvage it but you've got to you've got to start doing these things again at one point she thought you were the guy at one point she thought you were the prize at one point she thought your seed was the best seed out there and you can regain that too but it's going to take some work and so you got to get to work so, you know, I think everything, it's a plus two concept, we're going to call it, all right? It's a plus two on this. How do we do that? Well, that's a mindset. You're the plot. You're a plus two on this, okay? Now, it could very well be that you're in reality. You're a plus four. Whatever your situation, but that's your job to get her to calibrate and to close, look, close a gap, okay, in this relationship. You don't want her way up here, and you, in real life, you don't want to be way up here either, Okay. Uh, it, it's got to be where both of you, we're in a range. We're in a range. Okay, I mean, we're, we're somewhere. Okay, we both, we're, you know, we're bringing something to the table here. Um, so however far you go, and I know what you're talking about, Abednego. L listen, you know, this, this principle that we keep talking about of uneven launches. You, don't, you just don't leave the family way back here and leave your, your spouse, your significant other in a heap. Okay, because now, now you're just on a lonely trail by yourself. So bring them along somewhere. Now I'm gonna leave that to you, all all the listeners and whoever to decide where you're gonna include her on. Okay. Some people are real comfortable with her in everything, some not, whatever. The more you include her on, okay, it's a double-edged sword again. Okay, the more you include her on, the more we share vocabulary, all this stuff, but also the harder it is to have mystery, the more you include her on all this stuff. On my thing on here, what I'm gonna say, you know, just as far as where I'm at. On here, I, I, one of the things that's helped me the best, right? Um, join a mastermind. I, I, I just, we went the other day, just so you all know what we're doing. A mastermind. Okay, this means you and some people talk about all this stuff. Okay, look, you do it in your church. <laughs> what do they do every Sunday? Oh, we get to class at 9 o'clock. We get to fellowship here. and We do that. You, you have a mastermind. That's what we call it here, okay? Jesus had this. He had him and the 12 boys running around all the place. What we do every second or third Friday, all of our local group, we go meet. We call it the third Friday group. And we go to a restaurant, we meet, and we're gone two or three hours, okay? And not only our class time, because we do that, too. We have a regular class time, which this is what you're seeing now is our mastermind group in action, okay? We just didn't, we just didn't add access to this show for all the other people who are tuning in wherever they are. 
There's people sitting beside me, behind me, at home, whatever. But just for this product here, for this thing, to have it pretty tightly scripted, we just do our own thing. But otherwise, if we're not on a product here trying to develop this, we're in a classroom, classroom with anywhere from 8 to 20 people talking about this stuff. A mastermind. That's what you want to do. Because a couple things. In this mastermind, you have brotherhood. You have a support group. You have a Rolodex. You have resource. When you're in a bind at 3 a.m., you know who to call on this, okay? So we have a brotherhood. And so that's what mastermind is for us. That's what it means for us. That's what we have developed. And it's a really tight bond of guys. This is what we do. Okay, so how do you grow? How do you try to beat all these fit tests, do all this stuff if you're all alone on you? It can be done, obviously, but it's very lonely this way, see? Now, with what we've done, Mastermind, group this, develop this brotherhood. So we were in this together, okay? Because that's one of the things when we go back to this, when we talk about program period and how your girl wants to put you down here on that beta side. She wants to isolate you from your friends, Abednego. And, and Ragnar, we've seen that in all these guys. The more she can isolate you from all your friends, then she can control your mindset, okay? She can beat you down. Now, she wouldn't raise her hand and say that's what she's trying to do. But we hear this language. Oh, I'm still training my guy, okay? Mastermind, brotherhood. These are just some tremendous, guys, these are tremendous things we've done today. It's a tremendous class. Uh, we went off in all kinds of areas, but we tried to stay with bread on the table. Um, anything else you guys got in closing? No, it sounds good, but. Okay, yeah, hold on a second. Give me two seconds here. I'm going to save all this. Um, if you guys uh, need anything, you can reach us again, okay? Um, the Crusader 1921 is crusader1921 at gmail.com, okay? Crusader1921. At gmail.com. And I know you can read that handwriting. It's excellent. Crusader1921 at gmail.com. Guys, thanks for being in here um, and all you do. And we'll look for you next time. Next time, we're going to go into a lot of good stuff, too, that's going to help on this mental side of it. So we look for you then, and, and we will go there. You guys have a great week, and I'll be back in touch. Thank you.